Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. What's all this hype with marketing funnels? Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to podcast number 102. My name is Andrew McCauley, and I am excited to be back, back in the chair, the podcasting chair. Today, we're going to dig into this hype, this hype that's surrounding online marketing funnels. What is going on with all of that sort of stuff? We are going to dig it in, have a look and check it out. Heather Porter, you are going to help me. Hello. Hello, and yes, we are back from a short absence. <laughs> We've been busy, huh? We have been busy. There is no excuse. In fact, somebody no. somebody kicked us up the butt the other day and they said- A few, few people. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with your podcast? We've been waiting, waiting, waiting. Where is it? We're like, we have no excuses. No, we do. We have been busy doing a lot of cool things, but that should not have stopped us from doing podcasts. So we are very sorry that that's the case. And we are back bigger, better than ever. And we are ready to kick it in because the rest of this year is going to be pretty exciting and uh, looking forward to jumping back into our podcast again. As am I. So guys, thanks for hanging out with us and thanks for pushing us and prodding us from our website and our blog post comments and however other ways you found us to say, guys, what's going on? Where are you? Yes, we're back. So Andrew, what's the theme? What's the theme? What's the cool thing that you've learned in the last, you know, weeks or so? Well, you know, there's been a lot going on, I guess, you know, especially with our traffic side of things, we've been head deep. And I think we spoke about this in one of the last podcasts, but we've been head deep in getting traffic to our sites, but there has been a little bump in the road for a lot of people. And that happened around mid-April when um, what they call mobile Geddon, mobile Geddon, when Google rolled out their new algorithmic change that said, anybody looking for a website on a smartphone and the website is not mobile friendly or mobile ready or responsive, Google will not serve that up in search results. So uh, there has been a big hoo-ha about that. There's a lot of talk about it pre-April 21st. And since then, it hasn't been a massive lot of talk, but a lot of people are saying that their visits, their organic reach especially has dropped because they don't have a mobile friendly site and people are doing around about 65 to 68% of searches on mobile these days, which is a fair chunk of people searching for your business on a mobile. And if you haven't got a mobile device, there is trouble for you ahead. Yeah, no, it's an amazing stat actually. And um, yeah, I, I've seen some charts and things and some people at a recent event I was talking out, they were coming up to me saying, oh yeah, you know, I was looking at my Google analytics and I could see the drop off because I haven't gone mobile. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's happening. You know what I what I did see? A couple of industries, specific industries that have been affected have been lawyers, accountants, not doctors, lawyers, accountants, and other pen-pushing industries. <laughs> not that I want to give it a, a bad name, but um, industries that do a lot of work at the desk, you know, um, mm. whether it's, uh, you know, bookkeepers and that sort of stuff, because they don't seem to have – the urgency to be creating websites that are 
that are mobile friendly. And uh, yeah. that's just the generic. There are some great websites out there in those industries, I must say, but there are a lot a lot of really outdated websites and they're just going to see no traffic at all from the mobile devices. So if you're in those one, one of those industries, have a look around because now is a good chance for you to leap out in front of everybody else, get a mobile site and be found in front of everybody else. Nice, nice. And what about you, Heather Porter? What have you been discovering in these weeks that we haven't been on air? Well, there's been a bit of a theme happening for me and it's all around e-learning and um one really cool piece of news. So there's there's a website that's been around for a long time called lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com. And it was started by a woman, just, you know, bootstrapped it, did built it up all by herself, training videos, online learning for years. Uh, lots of corporates would, you know, get use their teams to go um, stay up to date with software and things like that. And anyway, she sold it to LinkedIn for a billion dollars. A lazy billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it got me thinking because around the last, you know, I don't know, six weeks or so, I also had a conversation with um, a guy named Robert Ricciardelli from Choose Growth. We were just bantering on the phone around the direction of e-learning and what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. He, his company is actually building up um, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Gary you know that book? Gary yeah, Gary, book. yeah, they're taking his book into mm-hmm. an e-course. So they've done loads of research and he's basically finding that obviously all of us are trying to do the one-to-many model or most, a lot of us are if we're trying to leverage our business and use the internet um, better. Mm. So membership sites, e-learning is, is all the rage right now and people are just coming right, left and center. I want to have an, a membership site. But what he's done, and I found this quite interesting, is they've done research on the fact of you know, how people do actually learn nowadays. And they've done the data um, check from obviously YouTube. We know that videos drop off. People stop watching videos at around three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then there's another big drop off around five minutes. So he's putting together courses now for people that are the videos for each module are only three to five minutes. And there's lots of engagement and, um, you know, celebration points along the way and quizzes and things like that. Mm -hmm. So what I found is there's a huge overhaul on how we are learning and expecting to learn online because it is about bite-sized chunks and getting quick results rather than sifting through hours and hours of video like was which was okay you know a couple years ago yeah so any of our digital traffic institute members listening to this podcast stay tuned for some cool videos coming your way Yes. That's another story. If you're not a member of DTI, make sure you check it out, Um, digitaltrafficinstitute.com. But what I do want to say about Linda, uh, and not just just Linda.com, but any of those membership sites that are there for education is that, you know, ultimately they're a destination site. And LinkedIn have looked at it and said, what's their business model? Because we hear so many times about, you know, Twitter not making more, in, in, early in the day, Twitter not making money, Facebook not making much money, Google took a little bit of time to ramp up their search and start getting paid ads. But Linda is a destination site where people are paying to get and consume the material that are on there, right? So yep. LinkedIn are pretty smart because they obviously can see how many people, you know, I think it's a great move because LinkedIn see how many people are on that site and they have millions, literally millions of people already on LinkedIn they are going to be able to suggest courses for people's profiles. You, oh, this is this is what I'm thinking. This is what's going to yeah, happen too. Yeah, it's exactly I, right. I've spoken about this before, but they're going to be able to do that. And I think it's a great move. 
Absolutely great move. So, you know, I think what's exciting for us is there's we are in the big shift, like you say, mobile revolution. We're also in a shift for learning and mm-hmm. how we actually find, seek, and engage content to, to improve our lives. Um, one other thing around that is I was reading an article in Forbes about uh, W99, is that the, the tax form for, for freelancers in America? Uh, w9, W9. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I read an article called The W9 Revolution. I loved it. And it talked about the fact that there's now like a shift, a tipping point where people in the States are happy to work as freelancers mm-hmm. in multiple jobs at any given time rather than go for the standard salaried position. Mm. So if you think about what's happening with with mobile devices – where you're consuming content when and where you want Mm -hmm. and also bettering your skill sets across the board for this new sort of way of seeking work and, and having freedom lifestyle, sort of entrepreneurial lifestyles, things that are, you know, we've noticed there's, there's a lot of changes and there's a lot of um, chances and opportunities for us as business owners to capitalize on that, you know, through our, our knowledge. Absolutely. I'm I'm writing my own book. It's called the W8 revolution. (laughs) The W8 revolution is the certificate of foreign status of beneficial owners, which means e-migrants like myself yeah. have to file a W8, not a W9. Not, not going to be the biggest seller as a W9, but it's going to be its little brother. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, so, so funnel madness. We are talking. We're going to talk about a bit about craziness <laughs> that's going on with funnels. Now, you and I see this all the time because we're in this space. But um, I'm sure we are, and I know a lot of people are out there hearing about funnel marketing, online online marketing, got to have your funnel right, you got to have your sales funnel, your marketing funnel and this and that. And it's becoming to a point where there is a lot of people talking about it, a lot of people teaching it. And a lot of people emailing, funnels are dead. Like, you know, when you get to a point where there's a product that starts to take off or uh, almost like an awareness around something yep. where marketers come in and they they spin it, you know, yep. I'm starting to notice that around marketing funnels, there's marketers coming in and saying it's dead or you can't do funnel, you have to do this. And mm-hmm. that's when you know things are getting interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so we're going to have a bit of a chat about funnels today and, uh, I want you to lead off and then um, we can kick and just carry on from there. And speaking of all the hype around funnels, that's primarily what I've been talking about for the last different, you know, speaking gigs I've been a part of lately is, is the marketing automation. Um, You know what, really what a funnel is and how I describe it when I'm talking to people is it's, it's pretty standard. It's, it's, you have to have an entry point. So generally that's an opt-in page or a landing page on your website um, or an opt-in form on your blog, or it's just an entry point for somebody to give you their details in exchange for, you know, what's known in the, in our space as a lead magnet, you know, something for free. Um, and then from there, they go through a series of follow-up emails and content. Um, and then ultimately that happens to take them into a sales page or a page where they convert. So that they actually become a client of yours. And that's ultimately what a funnel is. But what's shifting dramatically around funnels and how they're working, because there's lots of cool tools out there like Entreport, Infusionsoft, even MailChimp, you know, what's starting to happen is instead of having everybody go into one funnel and stay in that funnel, we're now segmenting what's going on. So when somebody enters these platforms can allow you to say, if somebody clicks on, you know, this email of a specific topic of what I offer, then move them into this other funnel and then start to promote to them using languaging just specific on that 
exact thing that they want to know more about. So I think, Andrew, that's that's what's shifting right now. It's not, it's, there's funnels have always been around for as long as there's been marketing and business and it's just now online, but now it's happening as segmentation and a different way of looking at it as a two-sided conversation rather than push marketing. I want to give you an example of segmentation at its worst, okay? Or, or <laughs> lack of segmentation at its best, I should say. Uh-huh. So we have... Um, we have some golf courses where I am, lots of golf courses, actually, 127 to be exact, in, in where I live. And um, there is a golf club here that sends out at least four or five emails per day to everybody. The mark, the list, right? The list, Boy. which is everybody. Now, think about this. As a member of a golf club, there are, you've got males, you've got females, you've got people that want to have family, people have got families. They've got different sections of the golf course and they are sending out emails for, um, hey, it's ladies day on Friday. And then it's males, singles on Sunday. And then it's, hey, check out our restaurant. We've got special of the day on Thursdays. And then we've got, hey, if you've got a kid, why don't you come to kids golf on um, Saturday mornings? Now, they're not segmenting their list. So there's guys that, that are retired. There's ladies that don't care for what the guys are doing on Sunday. There's ladies that don't care about the kids because they got no kids. Um, <laughs> so people are getting emails five or six a day, at least five days a week. It is ridiculous. I've got, we've got screenshots of it. It's just crazy. Oh now, the people get to a point, they go, oh, I don't want to see that. There's nothing relevant to me in these emails. I'm going to stop reading them. So they may have a list of 5,000, 10,000 people, 300 people, whatever they've got a list of. That yeah. list is useless because they haven't segmented their list properly. You know, yeah. if, it, if it was just ladies that were, and you're talking about late, the ladies golf and the ladies stuff, and maybe there's a special that you can mention in the restaurant once or twice to the ladies, but realistically, they are losing their customers um, as far as email goes because of this reason. They are not segmenting their list at all. And, you know, I, I love that you said that because while businesses are all starting to get the importance of social media and websites and emails and all this, these things that you now need to have as a business, it's now it's, it's mandatory. It's a necessity to have your online presence really as a business. Mm. The, the thing that, you know, as there's this big transition from brochure site into actual online conversations via your social media and entry points throughout your business. Mm-hmm. And that's where these funnels come in. And, and like you're saying, what the worst thing is, is to have one big massive funnel like like that and mm-hmm. one entry point and just keep them all in the same list and <laughs> bombard them. Can, well, can I tell you something worse? This is, don't <laughs> tell anybody. This is a secret between you and me, right? So yeah. we're, doing a, we're doing a presentation. We're talking exactly about list segmentations. And the guy, one of the guys from this golf club is sitting in the audience and we're showing the screenshots of his club up there saying this is terrible. And he's like, he's put his hand up. He goes, I'm from that club. We're like, "Uh uh-oh. Well, here's some free advice for you. (laughs) Start changing it. (laughs) So anyway, so he he was good. He said, yeah, okay, that that sounds good. Thanks for the advice, blah, blah, blah. We we went back and did another event event. two weeks ago, and I thought I better just check in. And he wasn't there, but I did check in with a, with our friend who's a member. Nothing's changed. Wow. Nothing's changed. We told him exactly what to do. Even, you know, in for free sitting there and said, this is what you need to do. And nothing's changed. It's like, wow. It's like it's like the arm not knowing what the leg's doing sort of thing. It's just crazy. So <laughs> I don't know. I scratch my head. I'm scratching my head. We can. We only embarrassed him in front of fifty or sixty people, but that's all right. They're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Anyway, so 
I love that you said that because here's another important point that with funnels and what's happening with them right now is that you have to look at your list in kind of it not only segmented by a topic and what they want to know and kind of who they are as an avatar, client avatar of yours, but also where they are in the process of becoming a prospect and mm-hmm. eventually a client because there's different you know segments in that alone. So, for example, if somebody comes in on your list and they're brand new, you do not want to bombard them with any other marketing materials like EDMs or newsletters uh, other than, you know, the initial set of emails that you've sculpted to tell your story and build trust and rapport and give more value. Mm. So you you have to think very strategically. You're leading them through like a journey of handholding and really warming them up as a lead. And then you can now start to promote to them, you know, normal broadcasts and things like that and those sorts of emails. But then also a lot of people fail to recognize that once they're then a client, mm-hmm. you can have a client funnel. Yep. You can have, um, you know, if you have membership sites and content online where you're selling, you can also have, um, it, and if people, you know, are in that, you can have funnels to keep them warm. You can have funnels for cancellation to try and get them back in. Mm-hmm. So there's... It's it, there's so many, and again, I the word funnel to me is very cold, and it just you just think of like a you know an oil funnel, like you're popping oil in your tank or something. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but really, it's just it's just conversation. It's 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 going deeper level with just helping them out based on exactly where they are, in, you know, in the client um, journey with you, and also what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an important part. And one other thing, I even want to step back. Sometimes when you get people coming into your funnel mm. at the start, yeah, yeah, it's going to also depend on how much they know of you too. Like, are they aware of what services? Like, they may be aware that they've got a problem, but they don't know. They don't know what services are available from any. They don't know what solutions are available from anybody. So yeah. you, you may be the first solution they've ever seen. Then you've got other people who have come to your site because they know the problem. They know that there's a solution. They just don't know that you offer that solution. Right? That's a good, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. And, and you can easily, guys, you can do that with a poll or like if you have Infusionsoft or Entreport, you can set up questions in your first email and you can say, hey, is this the first time you've ever heard about this? If so, just click here. Right. Um, you know, we have something to help you out with that. And then you can actually set rules in your email program that says if the person clicks on this link, then assign them to this tag, basically just in their profile saying, you know, mm-hmm. they're, in, they're, they're interested in this. And then you can group them based on that. So straight off the bat, you have people that are clicking saying, first time I ever heard of it, or no, I'm a seasoned pro. And then you then have break your funnel straight away into those two types of zones off the bat. Or you could even, even uh, just thinking about this, you could even yeah. go a step before that, before they get into the first email, let's say they mm-hmm. land on your web page. Let's say you've got a landing page. You're going to run targeted marketing, whether it's paid advertising or specific um, blog posts. You may, be, you may target people that have never heard or have a specific problem but don't know how to find a solution. They yeah. may be, you run into a specific web page or landing page that, that solves that solution. But then you may run something similar, but it's to people that do know they've got a problem. They know there's a lot of solutions out there and they may know that you've got a solution too and they just want to see what yours is. So there's different awareness factors of that, of that particular um, customer right there. Well said. So what, you know, we're now probably getting people thinking a little bit about like, okay, they might have one email list. What you can do to, to start to break that up is quite 
amazing and endless. Mm-hmm. What um what are some tools that people can use to actually, I guess, create funnels and actually follow up and 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 have conversations with their clients and prospects? Well, there's a there's a bunch of different fools, a bunch of different fools. There's a bunch of different tools out there too. We're using a couple of different ones. One right now we're using is Click Funnels. Yep. We uh, we just uh, dig it into Click Funnels, and we've been enjoying using that lately. Optimize Press also lets you do that sort of thing too. There's uh, it depends on how deep your funnels want to go. Lead Pages lets you do a uh, especially the beginning of a funnel to get people yep. into a system. What else? What other ones have you got out there? And I was just playing around with Instapage mm-hmm. as well, um, which is another one. Like lead pages is cool because you can go in if you're if you're time poor and not creative, you can just go in and sort of say, right, I want to create a landing page. And then from there, I want to create a webinar because now that's my funnel. I'm going to lead them through that sort of sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can sort by highest converting page um, because as a lead page user, you're actually using a platform and they're testing conversions. And then you can see, right, so this page right now is converting the highest across all industries across the world. I could just use that one and mm-hmm. I don't really have to think about it. And I just plug in my own content. Instapage doesn't do that, but it is completely creative. So you can click and drag modules around and do You have much more flexibility with how the page looks. Mm -hmm. But by doing that, though, on the other side, flip side of that, if you start to mess things around and think, oh, that looks pretty up there and I should move that over there, then you're diverting away perhaps from a formula that that works really well. You're you're ruining or upsetting your conversion factors. Yes, that's correct. So. But they're great platforms, both of them. You know, like you're saying, Optimized Press and ClickFunnels, they have a little bit deeper level pages where you you can have a sales page in there that that you have much more flexibility with. Um, Like uh, Instapage and and lead pages, they're more for for initial sort of lead generation um, than the other ones can do sales pages. And then, you know, anyone can do funnels with an email platform, just an email marketing platform. So like MailChimp, Aweber, Instagram. those sorts of things, if you want to segment though, it gets a little bit trickier. So you're looking, you can look at polls, but you can also look at um, multiple landing pages. So if somebody's in a funnel with you and they're like partway through and you're trying to segment and you might have like a uh, series of emails that goes out for four different topics, like are you, you know, like you were saying with a golfing thing, um, are you, you know, do, are you a mom and you want to find out about M- Mother's Day out or something like that? Then you'd send them to an additional landing page if you're using a platform like MailChimp. And then they'd have to opt in again to get into a new list. But if you use something like, you know, Entreporter Infusionsoft, you basically can just do that with rules in the system. If then, if they click on this, then add them into this funnel. But you, so don't let um, the, any of these platforms become a barrier. You can do it across any sort of platform. Yep, definitely. Good, good. Um, what else What else do you want to talk about funnels? What else is there that was on your list of things to discuss? So when, when people are saying right now, funnels are dead, you might see this in Facebook advertising, or if you're on certain people's email lists and you're seeing funnels are dead, or, you know, that's, I guess that's the main thing I've been seeing a lot lately. What they're just saying is that the old way of doing a funnel is dead. Um, it's it's actually not dead. Lots of people are unfortunately still doing it, as you've just said. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's just that what they're trying to say is that you should be looking at the new way of doing it, which is really moving clients, prospects around in different email lists based on what where they're at in the cycle with you and what they want to know more about. Yeah, I think that's the that's key. What, what they want to know more about is the key. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's gone to the days where you can't put a billboard on a highway 
because that's that's not funnel. That's just blanket messaging any car that goes past. Mm. You know, same with the newspaper ad, same with the TV ad. I mean, TV ads, radio ads can be a little bit targeted to the demographic of that station, but it's still not as super targeted as you'd like it to be. Whereas um, people are expecting more of a personalized experience these days. They want to know that I'm looking for stuff that's for me and nobody else. And I want to make sure that stuff you give me is relevant to what I'm into. Yes. And then the other thing I've been hearing, I think this one came from Frank Kern. Uh, Frank Kern, who's a marketer in the States. He was sending out a series of emails recently around the power of no or the power your list is in the no or something around that. And that's all about the fact that when people come into your funnel, most of them are not actually going to click on your emails. Like, you know, if you're lucky, you're getting, what, anywhere between 30 to 50% opens. 50 would be extraordinarily high. If you're lucky, yeah. (laughs) So what happens to the rest of those people? So basically what he's sort of saying is that for as much as you have people clicking and you can move people around based on pages that they go to and things that they click on, what do you do with the people that don't do anything? So they're actually saying no to you. So you can actually also put those people into funnels. So people that aren't actually doing anything with you, where do you put them next? And how do you actually work with them? Because they're going to be even more skeptical. So that's just another slant I've heard taken lately as well. Yep, there's lots of slants coming out for different uh, different angles of the funnels, and mm-hmm. um, it's been it's been definitely interesting to watch, especially as more and more some of those guru marketers are professing to uh, have members sites or products that teach you how to do funnels. The biggest thing I'm seeing right now is that there is a lot to learn still. If you're, yes. if, you're if you want to put a funnel together, there is still a lot of pieces to go together. Yes, um, because it's not. It's not as easy as they make it out to be. There's lots no. of little bits that it's hard to explain where there's some things that you just need to know to put things, two things together. I know when I started out doing this stuff, you know, it's nearly 10, 10 years ago now, I was, there was gaps in the knowledge there. And I'm like, how do you get from this point to this point? And there was always that gap. And I see a lot of these gaps now. I sort of watch these things from a point of view of if I was a complete beginner, how would I know to go from that point to that point? And there's still a lot of uh, that out there. So, you know, I think um, I think that's an important thing to, to keep in mind is that, yes, there's lots of help. There's lots of programs that will help you do it, but there is going to be a learning curve for you if you want to do it yourself. Huge learning curve. Mm -hmm. And the biggest learning curve always starts with the fact that we all as business owners have sort of a blind spot around actually our perfect client that we're trying to attract. And, And so many of us try and be everything to everyone and say, yeah, I'm just attracting, you know, women in this age bracket, for example. But the power of of funnels is really actually understanding your market and building these out to target each specific demographic. And that just that alone, Andrew, you you and I had a conversation earlier. That's one of the biggest problems that I've found to because you got to get that right in order to kind of get the funnels going behind the scenes. I was going to say that 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 seems to be the biggest um, biggest uh, point for us with any customer right now, any of our clients is that it's actually what we end up talking about is completely different than what they thought they had in their head because they, because what they think a funnel will do actually is fundamentally broken in many aspects. So I guess that's part of how we help people is get them through that and show them how it all can link together properly without having to worry about breaking down in the middle of it. So, you know, guys, because this is complex and there's 
as you've just heard, there's lots of moving parts. You've got to get your client right. You've got to work out the first funnel. Then actually, what are you segmenting in the first place? And how do you how do you have these conversations? So Andrew and I have put together live events to help you guys understand this because I found that, yes, you can jump on a webinar with us. And yes, you can listen to this podcast and you're going to get glimpses of ideas of what's possible in your business but before or without actually sitting down and seeing it and seeing case studies and actually really being able to ask questions specific to your business you're still not going to 100% get it so um, because funnels are all the hype we realize there's also a big demand and a big need to teach people properly so they're Mm -hmm. actually using them better so um, we we have events coming up, don't we? We do, we do. Yeah, we're having we've got events in uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and LA. If you're over here Yay. in the states, um, <laughs> LA in September, uh, s- Melbourne, Sydney in late July, mid July to late July. I think Melbourne can't remember the dates, but we do have uh, a tab on our website, autopilotyourbusiness.com, autopilotyourbusiness.com, and you'll see um, there's a tab events. up at the top that says events. Go to events and you'll um, just register your interest there. Um, and come along, come and check out funnels. We'll uh, we'll go through people's funnels at, at the event. We're going through a whole bunch of case studies and what's going to work now for people. Um, we'd love to see you there. We'd love to see you. We have pages and pages of case studies and really cool things that will completely shock you to the point where you're never going to want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> come back to us, not back to anywhere else, right? Yeah, exactly. You're not going to want to go back to your old way of doing business. <laughs> no, that's right. Awesome. So, well, um, that was gee, that time flew again. That was just super fast. I think we'll have to do another funnel session because there's a lot more to talk about with funnels than this half hour allows us. But um, let's do that again soon. I sounds think. like a plan. And it's good to be back on the air with you guys. It is. It is. All right, H. Well, thanks for dropping in and coming back to the podcast. And uh, we'll, we'll do the next one uh, more regularly, I promise. <laughs> we'll see you on the next. See you on the next one, everyone. Bye, everyone. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.